Hey guys, Rizwan here from Anime Declassified. We're coming at you today with episode 26 of Anime Declassified, sponsored by AnimeSecrets.org. I am Rizwan, I'm also known as Drake on Anime Secrets. My Twitter handle is uh, CMDDrake on Twitter, Instagram, I think even Twits, I don't quite remember. And today I am joined by... Hi, I'm Kara. Um, I'm coming at you from Austin, Texas. And yeah, I have a Twitter, but I don't remember the username or anything like that. But yay, it's me. And I'm Kimmy. I'm coming at you from next door to Kara. Not because I'm creepy, because we're roommates. Um. <laughs> we are <laughs> totally creeping on each other. <laughs> I blame Kara. I am the creeper of this relationship. <laughs> I just forced my way into Kimmy's home and said I'm living here now. <laughs> It's a great segue into what we're talking about today. But, um, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I'm in Austin as well, of course, and uh, I'm Mrs. Kimmy Ross on Twitter. And I am Mitch. I have a Twitter that I don't remember, I never use. I also have a Facebook that I never use, and I'm coming from you from beyond the other end of the world, and soon hopefully to be the lodger of Kara and Kimmy's household. Yay! <laughs> wow. So, yes. just a quick note, I'm from Louisiana, that's where I'm from, I feel live from. I didn't really think to put my location, because I forgot about that. Anyway. Uh, we're from all over, y'all. <laughs> well, we're, we're all over the South, and in the UK, in the case of so, uh, Mitz, because... Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. the internet is a wonderful thing. We love yeah. it. But also, the internet just encourages bad behavior, and is terrible in some instances. I mean, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of background on why are we doing this podcast and what does the title even mean? So the title of today's podcast is When Fandom Goes Too Far. Now, when I first brought up the topic idea to different people on staff at Amid Secrets and told them, hey, here's a podcast idea with this name, I got a few different responses on, well, what we should talk about. Uh, varying from we talk about all the crazy fandoms and how they treat their fandom to how do they treat like people at conventions and even like you know just stuff like that. But today I'm I want to focus more on the relation between fans and the uh, voice actors, the directors, and the industry people that they meet either in person or online, and just some general etiquette on things to do that you should not be doing um, right. when you meet a famous, quote-unquote, famous person. And not even just, like, anime voice actors, but some people that have presence in, like, anime or gaming industry on YouTube as well, that they get yeah. they get that sort of stuff as well. So, but definitely just people who are in the public eye that just, you know, they get harassers and people from fandom that go a little bit too far and yeah apparently people need to be told etiquette and they can't just assume you know basic human decency so yeah are. exactly so, you know you can be an you can be a bit of a, 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 an, an ass on the internet but if you're doing it in real life that's just no go it really even on the internet you shouldn't be doing certain things um oh. Oh, people don't care, Riz. I mean, it's the well, internet. Well, that, that's the problem. That's the problem with the internet culture, though. I know the anonymity. I can't. Anonymity. Say. Yeah, anonymity. it just allows people to they they assume that because it's not really them, it's not them in real life. They they can get away with stuff, and that's exactly. It's not. Enough. It's basically <laughs> it's basically the most dumbest way of role. Playing, but not role playing. It's like I can role play an ass, a troll. Whoa, lol, leap, hashtag, no can... way, all that stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> I think it's also. I think it's also about how the internet has evolved fandom into giving fans more access to the people that they're fans of. I watching the mm -hmm. Olympics. Um, the Shibatani's, uh, the Shibsibs as they go by on the internet. They're an ice dancing team from the U.S., and they do a lot on Twitter and online, just as fun stuff, um, tweeting about their practices and how hard they're working, and, and that actually gives them um, motivation to do better. 
And I think that a lot of voice actors that I've interacted with, um, I, I'm friends with a few of them on Facebook, but you know, it's, it's like a regular conversation. I, I don't know how to say that. Like, I'm not, exactly. I don't hang out with them You're every day. You're treating them like a human being, not like a piece of property that enter, that is supposed to entertain you 24-7. Exactly. And just yeah. because they are they happen to be in a, a a place where they're viewed or that people have easy access to them, um, either online or in person, like a lot of anime industry is in Houston, which is close to where Riz, Kara, and I all live. But you don't see us driving up to the studios like taking photos of various voice actors coming into the work and stuff or trying to like find out where somebody lives just by following them from. I mean, that goes way too far. And just because they're in the public eye, it doesn't mean that that gives you permission to delve into their personal stuff. And and it's, it's gotten to the point where internet, like I, like we've said, people who, um, people who put themselves out in the public eye, like uh, YouTubers or voice actors, they they show their day-to-day lives and, you know, they're connecting to their audiences. And based on that, audiences think, oh, well, I, I know them as a person, even though that's, the, that's just the persona that they put out for entertainment. Because, you know, people watch them every day. They start thinking that that person is their friend, that they know them. And it makes them act more personal with them, even if that's not necessarily the relationship. They think that they can go that far because they feel like they have this personal relationship, even oh, though it's exactly. audience exactly. member versus person on the internet. Mm-hmm. And exactly, getting, fan, getting fanboyed or fangirl just because they replied to a comment or something like that. It's like, oh, they know me more. more. Like, for example, like, um, Pro Jared who is a popular gaming YouTuber, popular um, uh, facet in just YouTube industry in general. Um, He used to live in Texas and used to be really part of, huge part of the the Texas uh, convention community or Southern convention community. His wife is a very popular cosplayer. And so he would go and support her, do his own panels. Jared's amazing, by the way. You should totally watch him. He does really informative gaming reviews. But anyways, um, I would see him around, and I would just say, hello, how's it going? And um, the first time I saw him was at IkiCon, like, three years ago. And I was, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I love his videos. He's so awesome. So all I did was say, I, all I did was go up to him and say, hey, how's it going? I really like your work. Can I get a picture with you? And we took a picture and I walked away. And that was the end of the inter- interaction. I didn't follow him around. I didn't ask him personal questions or anything like that. I just respectfully said, hey, I like your work. I want a picture. And we took the picture and then that that was the end of the interaction. And even if I did see him in future conventions and I would just say, hey, how's it going? And just walk and go and do my own thing. Like, you don't have to be somebody's posse or like follow them everywhere or like, you know, get into their personal business. You can be respectful as a fan and interact with them respectfully and just go about your day-to-day life. And I think that part of the, the appeal I would imagine for lack of a better word is the fact that a lot of these, a lot of the fandoms are, they're getting more and more tribal. So even in star Wars, you have like the people who love the prequels, the people who hate the prequels, the people who can't stand the last Jedi. And like, there's such divisiveness now and again the internet gives everybody a voice so because you have all these tribes kind of forming for lack of a better word um people get more and more opinionated and like i just appreciate being able to like interact with people who are in in the same sort of fandom i work with a girl who i found out recently also reads akatsuki no yona and Yona is one of my favorite manga right now. And like, I was super stoked to learn about that because now her and I like freaked out over the last episode or issue. And we can talk about the anime because she's seen a little bit of that too. Like, it's just really great to have a conversation with somebody who likes the same thing because then you can kind of pick it apart. And I think that's where a lot of the stories of anime with its world building and with 
just how how varied and and how much variety there is. Everybody can have opinions about stuff and conversations about picking things apart and which character they like and all this. But sometimes even that goes too far. It's like if you like Luke Skywalker, that's cool. Then you have all these stories about Luke Skywalker, but you don't own Luke Skywalker, and you can have opinions on what you viewed, but it doesn't give you permission to like, I don't know, if I like The Last Jedi and you didn't, that doesn't mean that we have to have a fight in the parking lot at 3.30. <laughs> like, hey, well, your opinion is cool. The, it doesn't give you the right to like, you know, tweet at like the actors that were in the movie that you don't like telling them that they did a terrible job or whatever, because that was their, that was their job that they're contracted to do and they did their best. Like, it may mm-hmm. not be something you necessarily like, but you don't have to be an ass about it. You could just say, I like this. I don't like this. And leave it at that. You don't have to harass people. You don't have to troll people. Like, you don't have to, like, get into fights with people them. online or yeah. insult them. Because that was something that they put their heart and soul into, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. could respectfully disagree that it's good and maybe say constructive criticism. You don't have to take it to a personal level. I think that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we talked to... Carrie, you and I talked about that a little bit with Jose. We work with a guy who was, um, he was a voice actor when there was a, a relatively big anime scene um, industry present here in Austin. Um, and he was a- And he's he, amazing, by the way. Possible future guest. We'll see. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's really fun to talk to. He has one of those deep, booming radio voices. And- um, That's awesome. He did he's, the voice- He's awesome. <laughs> he did the voice of a character- uh, I forget the name of the character, and I'm really, I am really—I feel really bad about that. But he did the voice of a character in a notoriously horribly dubbed show called Black Lion. And Black Lion is about robot ninja killer. Like, it is over-the-top ridiculous 1980s anime. It's fantastic. Um, the story itself is just, it's all about the adventure. It, it's a, it's a, a guy who's a robot killing robot ninjas like there's no deep deep overtone here or anything it's it's for the action and he when he did the voice <clears throat> he had he had Sine got, Domo? what's that it was a uh, genai doma yeah genai doma yeah it's found him he, yep. he plays genai doma yep. yep so um he when he did that voice he auditioned with one voice and then when he got to the studio he was sick. So <laughs> he had to fudge with his voice for like a good period of time before he finally settled on the voice. And on top of that, they didn't have the technology that we have today in order to do like match mouth flaps and, and do different things with translation and things like this. So he had to say certain lines, like some of the dialogue was really forced because the way it was written is not how a normal person would speak, but they had to write it that way to fit the mouth flaps or something ridiculous like that. So yeah, he gave a, in my opinion, he gave a fun performance because that's a fun character. He was like the bad guy in the show. He was like all out to kill ninjas. And so he, he gave this really fun over the top performance, but people had opinions, and you know, in the early days of online stuff, there were forums and whatnot. And he saw a lot of hate in these forums and stuff. And he's like, but you guys don't know what we went through before that. And you also are overanalyzing a lot of stuff. And like, I don't know, I just feel bad because basically like kind of what Kara had said, this is a gentleman who got a job, went in, did the best job that he could, had a great time doing it, by the way. And when he, the, the product got out there and there was such a negative reaction to it, he was kind of gobsmacked by it because he didn't know why. And I mean, he kind of knew why, but he kind of expected people to kind of take that into consideration as well. That, you know, the technology with mouth flaps, the way that things were written, the fact that this was a story about a ridiculous situation. <laughs> and you know it and he was he got a couple of personal attacks and and it wasn't like crossing the line thankfully like nobody showed up at his house and threatened to kill him or 
at the god. But, you know, he put himself out there as an actor. He did what he could do. And a lot of people just wanted to have a bad opinion or whatever. And that was kind of lame. <laughs> I think I think it's okay to say that, oh, this anime is bad. I mean, because Anime Secrets, we do critically review some anime and say, well, this is garbage. Sure. But... I think there there should be some acknowledgement that yes, people did work on this. They did, you know, have faith in this project. They did do their best with what they had. And well, I think sometimes we forget the production side of things, and we just well lo- look at it as a as just yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I think the bigger problem here is not even that. It's we don't okay as but we fandom, don't attack we don't attack the voice actors or anything like that. No, that's what I'm gonna is, go with. Yeah. 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 So what I was gonna say is, we don't see the voice actors, the directors, the animators, and all of them as people. We see them as a product that we can consume and then be like, "Oh my God, that was such a great product," or "Oh, that was so crappy." We don't ever stop and think that these people, the voice actors, are all just like us. They have a job. They're doing their job. And not everyone can do their job as well as maybe needed or desired. And like, and that's fine. I mean, look, um, when I go to conventions, um, because of anime secrets in our status with some cons in the South, uh, Southern region, we're invited to the VIP events with the uh, actors and the convention staff and everyone like that. And I'll tell you straight up that these guys are nothing more than big nerds just like us like i'm not going to say what voice actors these are but there's some voice actors in the industry who are just as wacky and goofy as we are <laughs> actually i will name I one because i know she's okay with it um morgan barry she's a relatively newer voice actress oh um, she's fantastic she is a fantastic voice actress but she's an even more fantastic human being Yes, I have met her once at Acon, and I've seen her on Facebook multiple times, just like just talking about whatever in her Twitter feed. Like it's always full of like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm living my dream!" Like, I get to be an anime voice actress. Like this it's is so sweet. <laughs> I love that. But then imagine like other voice actors and vo- voice actresses that come in and they have the same thing, but they're not <laughs> as well seen. So. If they screw up a, a dub or if they screw up a scene and people are like, well, we hate this person now, they're not thinking about, okay, it's fine to say artistically this is not well done and being like, you should go die in a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. should, you should never be like doing that. Another example from Voltron, the uh, Netflix series, I don't remember which actor it was this happened to or I don't remember details exactly, but um the people of the internet and the fandoms were all like well x character and y character should be in a homosexual relationship together because we want it to be that way and then they started like sending death threats to these actors saying you got to go lobby with dreamworks to make this a reality because we must have our waifus and husbandos all do the things we want and the way we want for otp reasons Okay, that's they can just do that with their own fan fictions and right. art or whatever. They don't but, have to but, don't have to try and influence the actual product to go that they want the way that they want. And that sense of entitlement, especially well, in, even sh- in shows like uh, Steven Universe, people are just going way too far. Like, I think there is one artist exactly... on Tumblr. There is one hmm. artist on Tumblr. I I can't remember the username, so it's probably good. I don't want to like incur any more wrath or anything like I that. think I know what you're talking about though. But she drew she drew about. a specific character in a body type that was not canon to the show and she got so much hate and death threats and stuff like that. It was ridiculous. Is it, is it the one where she drew um is it about the where she drew a character for Steven Universe? Or oh, no 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 sorry it no was, it was, it was different. Steven, it, was, it was Steven Universe. It was a character from Steven Universe. She was, drew I, I'm trying to remember because uh, there was something else that's kind of the same thing, but uh, but it went a, a different turn. Like uh, this person got attacked because she was draw. I think it was this. Don't quote me on this. I'll I'll actually look up the facts in a little bit to see if it was true or not. But it was she 
drove herself to the point of suicide because people attacked her because she drew fan art. I believe, I might be wrong, but fan art of Fluttershy wearing Native American outfit. Hmm. And I think I remember she, that too, but but people people just take it too far. Even it, in fandom, it was itself. too far. It really went too far to the point where it really upset her. To she was about to commit suicide because people were being PC about it, and it's just like, can you guys just line it up? It's just fan art. Yeah, it's just it's just art for crying out loud. Let the artists draw what they want without them saying, oh, you can't have such and such wearing this because it's offensive or if it's racist like well no. and in the case of the steven universe one she drew a different body type for the character i guess that was her drawing style or whatever and people were calling her a fat shamer and saying you should kys and stuff like that because she and she drew understand. something that wasn't exactly the same as you know the official artist drew it and that's that's taking things too far too just inside the fandom like and and that's like, that's not just a problem with the arts and the actors, but this also now starts to talk about the cosplay community. Mm-hmm. God forbid a person of African descent were to cosplay Sailor Moon. Um, Which I've seen several cosplayers do that, right? and I think it's beautiful. I love I, it. I, yeah. I, I don't mind it. Like, okay, look. It, it's in the word. It's in the thing. Cos play we're playing we're having fun costume play yeah right that's all it is yeah we can't have fun with what we like if we have to be politically correct and say oh well this person is uh of this ethnicity then only that person can be uh, can do it then what's the point also on top of that if we follow that to the exact t 90 percent of people out there like that are white shouldn't be cosplaying any of the characters that they're doing from anime to begin with because they're all japanese well, exactly. and you also have fans of all ages. I mean, most characters, I, I, it's a running joke between my husband and I, where we talk about how, like, every anime takes place in high school. And obviously, not true. But generally, that's your, that's the age of the people that are in these shows. So if, I mean, I'm nearing 40, and I want to play cosplay Sailor Moon, I'm not 16. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, I wouldn't do that anyway, just because I, I, I don't know. I feel attachments to other characters more. And like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like weird on cosplay at the moment for myself. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. It's a fan community. And if things don't go your way, like, okay, debate, discuss. Like, one of the podcasts I love about Rebels is these two guys who they dissect the episode and I love the way they talk about Star Wars in general and the episodes in specific because they don't they don't hammer on like okay one thing they hammered on for like 45 minutes and it was the best thing ever is they hammered on EA for like 45 minutes about what a crappy job they did on Battlefront so that's a whole other beast entirely <laughs> that's, that's a different thing yeah, that, yeah. EA deserved that to be honest so. I mean, EA deserves <laughs> it but we, that's a whole separate topic but, okay. but aside, oh my from, God. aside from that hammering they did on EA like when they talk about the episodes when they talk about fandom even when they talk about the prequels which in general in Star Wars of course are like the most hated things like they talk about them in a respectful way and say hey look we know that there are a lot of ups and downs with the prequels but let's take a look at those ups and celebrate those ups you know hey we got darth maul and darth maul is freaking awesome we got ahsoka tano ahsoka tano is amazing and (laughs) we got the duel of the fates yo and pod racing pod racing racing. yes oh that pod racing is like my waifu (laughs) i love ahsoka she's my favorite character in rebels and for sure. Yes. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. I love Hera. Hera is not a, a prequels chick, but at the same time, like you can, she's a mid, she's a mid prequels chick. <laughs> but you can have these discussions even with. Um, so one of my favorite shows of all time in anime is Fushigi Yugi. I one hundred percent understand that it is a very flawed series, and it is in many times ridiculous. And yes, 75% of the dialogue is Tomahome Miyaka. Tomahome Miyaka. But 
that doesn't stop me from loving it. And if somebody comes up to me and says, you know what, Fushigi Yugi is just not my thing. I'll be like, hey, cool. What what shows do you like? And then we can have a... T- that kind of reminds me of Rosario Vampire, <laughs> where it's just constantly those two saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the kind of the point that we're reaching to is you can respectfully have an opinion and you can go to the point where you're just harassing and being a terrible person. And we should just be on the respectful side of things. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, and coming back to that, I did a little research about the Steven Universe. It's the same artist. It was the same one for both of those? Yes. Oh, wow. Bam. So she got hate two times. Come on, that's not good, people. There's also there's also boundaries. Like, one of the earliest examples, I think, is, is Karen Carpenter, the singer. Um, she had, she got, I think there was one national news source that called her overweight. So she ended up struggling with weight and dietary issues and all this stuff for a long time to the point where she ended up killing herself because so many people were kind of nudging into that and like in my opinion she has one of the most beautiful singing voices of all time and and this poor woman (laughs) who had body issues body image issues to begin with kept getting that compounded by all these quote-unquote voices in her ear from these people who crossed the line calling her fat telling her she should kill herself telling her she should stop eating altogether because her body's not perfect whatever and i mean and that was before internet <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> so that's terrible that's terrible and you like you don't have to necessarily agree with 100% of everything on the internet but no. there's there's just a point where it goes too far like we like we're hammering in in this podcast so you don't want to go too far you don't want to be that guy because you never know what you can say that can um influence actions that are should not be happening like a person committing suicide so you should your words matter now with that said we've talked a lot with the about the uh fandom who goes too far and uh by being hateful now, let's turn this around to where the fandom goes too far loving, because that's oh, an equally, equally big problem. And in my opinion, it's a lesser discussed one because no one wants to talk about it. And it's kind of tragic to me. Um, hmm. Out of respect for this voice actor, actress, I'm not going to say gender. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story. And I already know the story because of Facebook and me being friends with this actress actor on Facebook. Um, this, this person has a day job in eight to five and voice acting is a thing on the side. And a group of fans actually went to the place of her uh, day job and waited in the lobby for three plus hours, asking the secretaries over and over again, we want to meet so-and-so person. And the way they even knew where this person worked was because their friends are on Facebook. Because look, these voice actors and voice actresses are so, um, what, what, what's the good word here? They're so eager to meet their fans that they're like, hey, um, if you want to be friends with us on Facebook, that's great. Like, for example, I'm friends with the Epcards. I'm friends with the uh, Aries Brothers on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few other friends mm-hmm. under as well. Like, you just really awesome, nice people. And mm-hmm. I don't go out of my way to, like, you know, text them, message them 24-7. I mean, I might message them once in a while with, like, a, hey, would you be interested in doing an interview with us for Anime Secrets? Or, hey, um, will I see you at an upcoming convention because I really enjoy your company and I'd like to see you again. But I keep it on a human level where it's like, I'm a human being, you're a human being. Let's just make plans to meet up and talk. And there's a person from industry, like the um, robotech industry, a guy named Steve mm-hmm. Yoon. Um, he's really big at MechCon. He comes like once every year, maybe once every other year. I don't remember, remember the numbers, but he comes so often. And I'm normally around with, you know, the staff doing work for them that when he comes down now, it's like a, hey, um, let me tag all my Mechacon staff friends on Facebook and Rids and say, hey, I'm coming back down. 
who wants to get a drink, who wants to hang out. And it's really still in Kazan. It's not like an entire let's uh, be crazy stuff. Exactly. Like you're treating them like a human being and you're testing their personal comfort. And if they said, oh, well, I don't really feel like going out for a drink or I don't feel like this, you wouldn't like push the water to say, why not? You'd be like, oh, okay, well, yeah. we'll hang out some other time. So, I mean, and it's respectful. Like there are times when I'll message a voice actor and be like, hey, can we just like meet up, maybe, you know, get a drink or just talk for a little bit? Because I'd like to get to know your career better right. because I'm curious about you. And a lot of times I'm told no because they're too busy. And you have to remember when you go to a convention, like I'm going to use a generic voice actor here who I know gets this all the time without me ever even hearing it from him directly. Vic Mignogna. Okay. I, I think I said mm -hmm. that correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, Mignogna. I, wow. I actually said it correctly. That's amazing. So <laughs> Vic, Vic is a really well-known voice actor for those oh, yeah. who don't know. Uh, Junpei from Persona 3. Hi. Tamaki from uh, <laughs> Oran High School. Also, Oranis. Edward from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Alchemist. That's probably his most well-known one. That's so, as well. And also okay, Crow so, from Ruby. Yeah. yeah. So this guy is really well-known, all right? So uh, think, about, think about a convincing from the organization standpoint and not your fandom standpoint. First of all, actors are brought in to do certain obligations like do panels. Um, it's perhaps, a job, basically. It's a Sign autographs. They're money. Sign autographs. Do panels. Walk to convention floor to you know meet their fans. And sometimes they'll even have a table where they have all their stuff. Do they want to select their their CDs of their singers, their photos of their like you know autographing stuff, t-shirts, mm -hmm. whatever. Like they have like their brand that they're there to sell. And unfortunately, you got to think about it. The average convention has a couple thousand people, upwards to maybe a couple of tens of thousands of people, all at the convention. And you got to figure, of those thousands of people, and depending on your popularity, you may have a line that stretches out the door. And these actors and actresses want to meet all of you. They mm -hmm. want to see everyone, and they want to do everything. But can they? Can they give every one of those thousands of people I'm the time to do uh the time of day like say like hey let's talk let's coffee or whatever they can't all they can do is give you like a minute of time and then that's it that's all you get because yeah. there's so many people and you gotta be respectful of that mm -hmm. like for example um I can tell the story now because it's already happened um Kyrie Payton um from the Walking Dead from uh, Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, I think. He played Cyborg in those. He came to Mechacon a few months prior to being on The Walking Dead. And the news had leaked that he's going to be in it as King Ezekiel in The Walking Dead. And me, Camille, and Nathan were like, he's coming to Mechacon and he's going to be in The Walking Dead. Oh my god, we got to interview him. That's going to be awesome. But trying to find a time slot to just meet him didn't work out because the conventions keep them all so busy. In other cases, even like, I think Wendy Powell last year at the same convention couldn't make a time slot to even meet and talk outside of her obligations because she's literally running from one panel to an autograph signing to something else. Right. And we may just see them blocked up for, let's say, four or five hours of a convention day between autographs and panels. But outside of that, the conventions do give uh, their actors other things they can do, like, oh, we're going to organize for y'all to go to dinner with us, uh, like, you know, it's a private staff dinner, or, hey, we arranged for y'all to go see the sites. Like, for example, um, whenever they have conventions in Houston, it's mm -hmm. a really big thing to have uh, some of the guests go visit NASA. Like, for example, Onicon, when uh, Nobu Oamatsu came down, they took him to a lot of the Texan things because he had never been there before and he saw NASA. He went to like, you know Oh, but Uwe Matsu goes to Texas every year now, practically. He's but, there. But his now. first year going there back in I think 2012, 2011. Oh yeah. Uh that's how far back I'm talking about. He had never done any of this stuff before. So it's for them, whenever they bring an actor or actress anywhere, it's like, 
Hey, look, I think not the point only are you're we... trying to make, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think the point you're trying to make is um, they have other obligations. Exactly. And, and we can't like sometimes say... that obligation isn't you. And um, that's yeah. well, not that's... sometimes it won't be you because they don't have the time exactly. to make it all priority. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Should... Obligations. <laughs> but as a fan, we should understand that and then say, okay, cool. I'm going to be really happy with the 30 seconds time I get with you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I had a really um, way, way, way back when, gosh, I want to say it was like 2004, 2006, somewhere in there. I was at a convention with Monica Real. And um, so one of my favorite and other favorite anime is Razafan. And she did the voice of Haruka, and I cosplayed Haruka from Razafan. And it was a, a time where Excel Saga was really big, so there were a ton of Hyatts running around because these people were like, Monica's Hyatt. And I was like, but Monica's Haruka <laughs> And so I actually got to meet her. And she was she was so happy that I cosplayed Haruka because she was so proud of that work. And she mentioned as such, she was like, oh, that's awesome that you're cosplaying Haruka. I really, I really loved playing her because a lot of times, because of my high-pitched voice, I'm given these kind of ridiculous characters like Haruka, like Hyatt from uh, Excel Saga. And so, so we had this really cool interaction. And like, I went to the same convention, I think it was OhioCon. I went to the same convention next year and she recognized me as what she called Little Haruka. And so over the years that I went to that convention, there was about four or so. Um, every time I went, I saw her. She remembered me as Little Haruka. She always gave me a hug. She was really gracious and wonderful to interact with. And like, I really appreciated it. And I ended up not being friends with her on Facebook, but rather there's actually a fan group um, on Facebook called Fans of Monica Real. And it's a quite active group, but like the people who are part of it always post more about like her more recent work and kind of upcoming stuff oh my gosh she's actually the voice of yona in the dub of akatsuki no yona so yay but um when i keep up with those like it it breaks my heart to see on that fan page on facebook like a lot of times both things will happen there'll be people who kind of go too far and and they'll say stuff like guys, these are the forum guidelines because people will talk about stuff that's not related or like bring up, like they'll post work that's inappropriate because they want it to be like an all ages type fan site. And then Monica herself go to, went on to the group and she said that unfortunately she was going to have to step away a little bit from, because she used to post quite often in it, uh, little tidbits and snippets and news things and it was a cool way to kind of keep up with her because she would always post about what was coming up. But she even said uh, pretty recently, actually, that like she was venturing into other things. So unfortunately, she wouldn't be able to dedicate as much time as she had been and wouldn't be as able to wouldn't be able to be as active as she had been on this fan site. And like it was sad to hear, but like you got to respect that. Like girls out hustling. She's she's doing her job, making her money. And She's doing yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't have five people standing over me at my desk when I'm doing my day job being like, oh, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, how am I going to get this done if I'm spending all my time just chatting with you? <laughs> exactly. And I think the point is going back to Riz's original story, which we kind of, we went on a really long tangent. But, I do that uh, sometimes. <laughs> all the time. Original story about the, the school, like... You wouldn't show up at your friend's work and, like, ask to hang out or anything like that. You wouldn't, you know, show up at their house unannounced asking to hang out. I mean, of course, you would do that as a kid, knock on your friend's door or whatever. But when you're an adult and you have other obligations and time, you try to you try to be respectful and reach out beforehand. And if there's a no, you be respectful of that and leave it be. Like, we, we want to be friends with the people that we admire and are doing great work. But sometimes they they be due to boundaries they can't extend that due to boundaries time and stuff like that we have to be respectful of that you wouldn't be bugging your friend all the time or calling your friend up constantly or going to their work without you know them inviting you to do so so why do that yeah. to someone who's a public figure that um, 
that to someone you know. And if if someone you know said, hey, somebody followed me to my work or showed up at my work asking for me, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what a creep. Why would they do that? So why would you do that to someone who's a voice actor or a YouTuber or something like that? There's another story that f follows into this, and it happened a few years ago where a voice actress from Friendship is Magic went to a convention talking about this. I'm not going to mention her name, but she she plays a, a very important character from the show. And she recently came on when a fan asked her a question, is like, how do you communicate with your fans? Do you keep in contact with them? And she politely told them, was like, listen, you know, when I'm here, I love you all, basically. But when I'm at home, when I'm when I'm just having my life, then I need to keep to my life. And she's even mentioned that Fans have gone out of their way to show up at her house or even found her phone number and actually left calls and messages. And it terrified her because she, she has a family and you know, she has kids and she, she fears for their safety in case one of these fans will just basically come up to their door and wait there. It's not right. Yeah. It, it no, really it's not isn't. Right at all. People think that they are have a right to access to that person because they're in the public eye, but they don't. And this kind of leads into another story I had, and I'll keep it some shorter, I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know if you if you, we'll let you know if you drag it on. <laughs> I, I'm the one that usually stops things. I'm like, well, the point is. <laughs> well, do this if I do it again because I don't want to drag it on too too long. Um, however. Back to the point of if you have the opportunity to become a Facebook friend with an actor, actress, or whatever, it doesn't automatically mean that you're friends with them. And it doesn't mean that you can do stuff on their behalf. For example, a high school somewhere, I think it was in Texas, had a kid who said, well, hey, guys, I'm friends with this uh, voice actor who's popular anime and all of this stuff. And I can get them to come to our school for a autograph session or something like a presentation kind of thing. And they've already agreed. I set it all up. She's going to come next week at this time. Well, that day came and no actor came. And the kids got really mad saying, well, why didn't this actor come? So they all started messaging the actor like saying, hey, you said you'd be at this place at this time but you didn't come what would give like on the official fan page on twitter whatever and the actress like this is the first time i've ever heard of this what are you talking about i i don't know what you're talking about i'm not even free on a day even, even i wanted to come <laughs> and it turns out the kid thought because they're friends on facebook and because he sent a message saying hey we're inviting you this time in this place got no response meant okay, this person's free, they're obviously going to come, no big deal. So the principal of the school actually sent this person for community service, but the coolest part of the story to me is even with the crappy thing that happened, this actress offered them a Skype, a Skype session where they could talk to the students like on air and answer any questions they have, do a little like, you know, thing for them, giving like a half an hour of her life to make these kids happy. That's really gracious. That's yeah. cool. That is really cool. So I think, I mean, look, they're nice people. That's the point I'm trying to make here. They're really nice people. They'll do what they can when they can do it, but don't, and this is something Kara said, don't be entitled. Don't feel as if you are owed anything. And I know we're in this culture and this mindset now where everything is me, 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 me. It isn't all about us. It's mm -hmm. about being considerate of the people around us and knowing our boundaries. And I think as much as I love Facebook and Twitter and the gram and the Snapchats and all that stuff, mm -hmm. I really kind of hate it because I've noticed a paradigm shift in the fandom ever since. Like, and I mean, I think Kimmy, you might notice as well as I do because you lived through it like I did. Mm -hmm. Like back before Facebook, we didn't have any connection to these people outside of like, the convincing scene. So when we went to the con right. convincing, we'd see them, we'd freak out, we'd go back home and tell all our friends how we met this cool person, and that was it. Dude, I lost my mind when I met Vic Mignogna for the first time because I met him at Oticon in Baltimore, and 
it was like this huge thing for they had a, a panel on Full Metal Alchemist. He was like the main guest, and he was so funny. Like yes. him, and, him and Chuck Huber. I mean, Chuck Huber. If you get a chance to meet, please do. He's a treasure. Um, but they they have this. They kind of have this persona with the fans. I guess it's not that they're being fake. It's more that they have this ability to kind of let loose with their fans and put on a show as it were. And Vic Mignogna was hilarious. One of the people in the audience asked him to say in Ed's voice that Roy Mustang is a sexy beast and he did it. And it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there was, I remember there being a video about a convention. I don't know which convention it was, but it happened years ago. It was, it was basically a female alchemist mentioned because they had Big Mignotta there, Travis Willingham, all you know, all the, the more popular people. And mm-hmm. I believe a fan sent like he actually opened this during the panel. A fan sent him a gift and it was an envelope. And inside the envelope was a piece of hair. Apparently I think it was her hair. Oh jeez. <laughs> and yeah, his yeah. reaction, like it was it was his reaction maybe was the funniest and most cutest thing ever. And the fact what made it even more funny, Travis was laughing hysterics right next to him <laughs> after he seen it. You could probably still find it on YouTube. I think it's just like Big Binata gets hair from fan or something like that. It's probably still up there. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but it was just it was just Travis's reaction, just basically laughing in tears. He didn't I mean, the thing is though, he took it professionally, he didn't get offended by it or went Ugh, you know he just he was like thank you i guess <laughs> the point that riz had before about kind of coming up through this time and the fandom seeing the evolution of things before and after facebook and the internet kind of blew up um like i remember when it was the the infancy of what we have now was basically forums. Like uh, I was in AOL chat rooms and there were chat rooms that were about um, different anime or, or whatever. And like, there wasn't really this, this, not that I could see anyway, but kind of what Riz was saying, you know, when you, when you wanted to meet a voice actor or talk about a voice actor, you would go to a convention and online you could say, Oh yeah, I met this voice actor. They were really cool. Blah, blah, blah. But the fandom more, I guess, at that time was to share stuff. Like, I I was fortunate to live in, well, to go to college in New York City. So I had access to what I liked to call the anime Mickey D's, where it was this <laughs> totally not legit place in the back end of this mall that was like the shadiest thing. It was like a booth you would go up to and you'd tell <laughs> the guy, like, hey, I want episodes eight through 12 and 13 through 17 of all purpose cultural cat girl, Nuku Nuku. And they'd run in the back, actually make the copy of the video cassette, like the VHS tape and bring it to you. (laughs) And it was, it was totally some fan sub or whatever, like, again, not legal at all in any way, shape or form. And like, it was a way for me to sample stuff. So like when I got into Fushigi Yugi, Yes, after I saw the not legit Fushigi Yugi stuff, if it was licensed, I would buy it and I would support the industry and whatnot. But Kimmy, you should have been here for our last podcast where we went on this huge tangent of how we sourced our anime <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But like, Kimmy, I was you and Carlos are different. That one that was pretty epic. Yeah, also, we, this just, is... we just chilled and talked about anime. We just got into this huge tangent, and it was episode twenty-five, which. Yay, 25 episodes. It's weird that like now because people have more access to stuff in general and because people in general, like people in general put themselves out there online a lot more too. You know, I'm somebody who my Facebook stuff is more like occasionally I'll post day-to-day stuff. Like I went on a huge rant about the New England Patriots uh, because I don't like them. (laughs) Um, <laughs> and Kara, does, does your does your hand does your hand hurt and you have no tape? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't so, believe your friend got so angry when I posted that. <laughs> it is so funny, so. but like 
I went off on a tangent about that, but like, and I also was psyched about the Olympics. So during the Olympics, uh, as they've been going on in Pyeongchang, I've been posting random things that I've been watching. I'm a huge curling nut when it comes to the Olympics. I don't know why. It's oh just boy, curling. What? Really? Yeah. I love <laughs> curling. I love curling. You could um, totally be on a professional curling team, Kimmy. But I isn't like, it like, isn't it just moving a disc across a floor and getting it? Certain you're sweeping the floor. It's, <laughs> it's like chess on ice. It, it Mitch's, really Mitch's mom would be good at. Uh, oh mom, yeah, she would be amazing at that. She'd be like the top pro. She'd be the one to watch. She'd be she the cleans, Usain Bolt of the curling she, world. She cleans every day, like she, without fail. Like she's cleaning. It's like oh my gosh. She's otherworldly. Yeah, she would. She would totally be professional. Everyone would have will wait for her. Who's like she? Like I said, she'd be the Usain Bolt of the. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's the same with like celebrities. No matter what level of celebrity they have, where they choose how much Mm -hmm. access they give, and you kind of have to respect. uh, It's not even that hard to figure out what the boundary is. You know, like exactly if. Uh, most of the time, what I see from voice actors is, hey, Houston friends, I'm going to be at this con on these dates. You know, here's the panels that I'm going to do. Or they'll post that they're in the studio today, which is awesome. But just because they post, hey, I'm going to the studio today, it's not an invitation for you to show up there. <laughs> like Exactly. It's just... It, I, it's, it going seems back to it's like if you you don't you don't actually know them you're not actually personally involved with them as much as you like to think you are because you're friends with them on Facebook because you see them post things on Snapchat and Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that that doesn't mean you personally know them you know the persona that they're putting out and what they're choosing to show mm-hmm. but you don't actually know them and it's the same for being you know acquaintances with somebody and your friend you're friends with them on Facebook you're not always hanging out with them and know their day-to-day life. You just know what they put out there. You don't actually know them. No. <laughs> they they want to think that they do, but it's basically a little boasting thing. It's like, oh, this and that is my friend on Facebook. It's like, aha, do you I am them? Do you talk to them? Do you hang out with them? Do you yeah. know their no. day-to-day struggles? Do you know their hopes and dreams, what their goals are? No. You just no. know the work that they do and, you know, the pictures that they post on the internet. And that's all. And it's- it doesn't and give these, you an entitlement to their time. Yeah, and these fans that cling to them, like, my question is kind of what's going on there? Because, you know, I don't know. I'm a grown-up. I have a 9 to 5. I think all of us here are. And we're all trying to carve out our own little space in this world and, like, do our thing. And we have this amazing fandom. And I'm really happy to be part of the anime community i'm really happy to be part of the star wars community uh i love star trek too it's kind of weird i know that's not like a thing <laughs> but, but I, you know i appreciate all this stuff and i love all this stuff but like i kind of feel like these don't rule my life you know my wow. husband loves bird watching but he will not like this week, there was a rare bird that he wanted to go see that was a couple hours away, and he found out about it. I think on on Tuesday, so he could have said to his boss, "Like, hey, I'm taking Wednesday off because of this bird," but he didn't because he uh, had to be responsible. Burp, 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 <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you have to have this level of responsibility. And, you know, I think if you follow something too much, like with anime, I tend to love a specific type of show. Like, I love Akatsuki no Yona because Yona feels like this distant cousin of Fushigi Yugi. And I dig that vibe. And, but if I kept my head in the sand and only kind of focused on those sorts of things with such laser guided intensity it's like but i'd be missing out on all this other good stuff that's around like i would never have thought that battle royale would have been a thing that i wouldn't would have enjoyed but i enjoyed the hell out of that movie not because of the blood and violence but because of the psychological aspects of it 
and like you can really pick apart a bunch of Kimmy things. Likes. I think we know know the things Kimmy likes. <laughs> <laughs> I think she said in this podcast like four times now. I love I Kashiki Yugi. I love Kashiki Yugi. <laughs> do a podcast on it for God's sake. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll do. We'll do. We'll make. We'll dedicate an episode to the Isle of Fushigi Yugi podcast. Yay! Wait, but I'll just be a podcast name of it. It'll, just, it'll, it'll just be. It'll just be two hours of Kimmy talking about how much she loves it. <laughs> but I make the point because, like, there's a lot of stuff out there, and there's a lot of voice actors out there. There's a lot of different genres out there, and there's a whole wide world out there. And it's like that song in um, Avenue Q. There's a life outside your apartment. Know, like don't use common sense if these people they're just they're people they're wonderful people but they're still they, people exactly <laughs> and we don't have the rights to know their personal life like they're exactly. giving us access but it doesn't mean that you're not entitled <laughs> uh Sierra Hanna from Power Rangers oh. uh, Megaforce she had a breakup with some guy from a band and because the band had their fandom and she had her fandom, there's been a really vicious fandom war on on Twitter hmm. between the two fighting for like who was right in this relationship. And I'm just sitting back here like, dude, this relationship was between those two and no one those else. Those two people yeah. only. I have no reason to say screw this dude, support Ciara, or screw Ciara and support this dude. That's not my thing. Like Okay, because they posted details saying, hey, we had a breakup, it wasn't pretty, we're trying to get past it, doesn't give us the right to say, oh, well, fuck you, you're like, you know, whatever. Like, and sorry for the vulgar language, but that's the words on Facebook, on Twitter for that. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have the right to be judging them and saying all this stuff and then sending them death threats because they hurt their wife or their husband and some relationship thing. Like, that, that's not... People take it so real... They take it so seriously and think it's like real life. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole, the whole when people from One Direction were splitting up everyone, like all the fans took it so seriously. Well, even <laughs> you have like I guess um, a similar thing would be sports. You know, like I I'm I have the teams that I root for, and the the Yankees are in a huge rivalry with the Boston Red Sox. I grew up in New York. Don't kill me. But, you know, I'm not going to, I have playful jabbing with Red Sox fans, but I've interacted with some Red Sox fans who are like, so worried to start talking to me because we rib on each other, but I'm not going to like hate someone just because they like the team that's like the rival of my team. You know, <laughs> Love Life has their own little <laughs> girls and everybody has their best girl, but like just because your best girl is some is different than somebody else's best girl, it doesn't mean that you can't like enjoy the hell out of it. My best girl is Kotori, fight me. <laughs> fight me in real life. What waifu wars for real. Let's go. The waifu wars. <laughs> but like if you like Love Live and somebody else likes Love Live, like You don't have to say your best girl is ugly. <laughs> right. I hate your best girl. I hope you die at fire. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> what is That's that what even? I'm part of Love Live groups and people take it so seriously. They're like, oh my god, if you don't like Maki, then you you are not you are dead to me and stuff like that. It's like, jeez, it's just animated people. <laughs> They're cartoons. They're not real. I mean, to go into kind of the idol fandom though, people take it so seriously there too. Like and Love Live is interesting because they have the character side of it, like the characters that are actually in the show and in the game and stuff. But then they actually have the Seiyu, the girls that portray them. And it's like two separate fandoms, but it's at the same time as well. And so sometimes you may like the voice actress for uh, Maki, uh, which her name is Pyle, which I think that's an interesting name for someone to have as a stage name, but we won't go too far into that. Um, you may like Pyle as an actress and a, and, a, and a singer, but you might not like the characters that she portrays. So there's kind of two separate fandoms. So people just get into these huge battles of, over, over it and stuff like that. And these girls would go on stage. Well, they did go on on stage and perform. They're kind of retired now. They don't do performances anymore. They have a new generation. But 
there's kind of these two separate things and people take it so seriously in idol fandom like I mean, I've even heard stories of people in AKB that like AKB48, and they will just go to so many lengths. Like, in AKB48, their title is the idols that go to meet you. So they do all of these conventions and, and signings, and, and they call them handshake events, kind of like the voice actors in America do at conventions. Um, and people go too far there, too. Like, they'll hold their hand for too long or do say very creepy things, and I think there was even one idol that almost got attacked and the guy had to be taken down by security. Like, it's just, you, they think that they know them because they buy all their singles and they go to all the concerts and stuff and they see all these videos, but you don't know them. You don't have, they're, they're doing this out of courtesy to meet you because they love their job so much, but don't take it too far, you know? Or you need money. I know, right? <laughs> like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. we have to be, like, pretty frank about that. I mean... Yeah, they love their fans. Yeah, they love what they do. But end of the day, it is a paid sack. They're trying to make a living out of what they like to do. Oh my gosh, like, I can't! I can't believe I can actually say this. But like, oh my god, who's the dude who plays Christian Grey in the movies? But like, he's a really good actor. But oh my god, did he phone in that third movie? <laughs> but, but, never seen it and i won't care to ever see it <laughs> i didn't see it i just saw reviews of it and i totally believe the idea that he phoned it in but the it's point is like robert, robert, it's just like with robert pattinson with twilight yeah he, he openly says in interviews this, this movie is crap i just did this for money so i can like do other projects that i'm passionate about like, but, you know you have <laughs> he you just have, did the bare minimum <laughs> i mean and you can't really hold it like i don't know it when when I'm sure when Twilight was cast, similarly to when Fifty Shades was cast, you have this r really weird fandom that they went berserk when they found out who was playing these these characters because they had a specific image in their head of who they wanted to play Christian Grey yeah. or who they wanted to play Edward and it, or who they wanted to play Jacob even. Um, and like, it's, I can't believe I just went into that fandom. But I, it's it's just one of those things where it's, in any fan community, you know, it, it goes back to, I guess, something that was said earlier, where you have, you can have opinions about the material, and you can have opinions about the direction things are going or whatever. Like, I love Avatar The Last Airbender. Again, a stuff that Kimmy liked, but the movie <laughs> is crap. I love. Shout out, show is getting a Blu-ray release. The, <laughs> not the movie, but the show. Yeah. The show, <laughs> which everybody should watch because it's freaking awesome. Like they Take even care. had what? It's even like Death Note the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Death Note the movie was so great, guys. Oh my god! The Japanese Death Note movies are great. The the Netflix yes. one, crap. <laughs> yeah, yes. I didn't see the film at all. Let's move on. See how bad that is. But oh, the thing I haven't know, seen it yet either. Me neither. It's, you can have your opinions on the material and like debate that, pick it apart. That's kind of what's cool about all these different but I'm things. I'm not messaging the voice, the guy who played Light in the Netflix uh, Death Note, going, "Hey, you suck. I hope you die" or anything like yeah. that. I think the I think the, the the rule and point is don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah. Hayden Christensen got terrible, terrible flack for playing Anakin, but at the end of the day. I, in my opinion, he probably just did what he was told to do. Oh, and, exactly. And I'm pretty sure he quit acting after that too. Oh, he no, did he, he did a few. He did a few other things before he stopped. Yeah, okay. he did. He did a couple other movies. Um, I can't remember if it was Looper or Jumper, too. He did a movie. He did one of those movies. <laughs> but you know, oh. it's like it, there's also a, a thing that say, "Hey, I don't like the prequels because of this," or "I don't like this particular show because of this." It's different than saying. Than going to that actor or actress or director or another fan and saying you should kill yourself because you have that opinion or because you did that thing. It's like exactly. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, subtext of this podcast: Don't be a dick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just put that. Just put that little tag at the bottom. <laughs> when sponsored, it gets uploaded. Sponsored by Kara. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> Hashtag Don't be a dick. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the I'd <laughs> but yeah 
I guess to wrap things up, because we have been going at this for a while. Um... Yeah. So, in closing, don't be a dick. Just just admit that voice actors are like you and I. They don't have to be bothered and say we wouldn't want to be bothered. And be human and treat them like humans. Treat your fellow fans as humans. Just be good people. We're human beings. Pretty please? Pretty please. Pretty please, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we should. I feel like we shouldn't be having this conversation, but it's just getting so out of hand. And the sad part is, guys. I know we're having this podcast today, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do it again in like a year. Just tale tales from the far end of fandom that go wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More tales. For all we know it could happen in the next couple of weeks or a few weeks or next month there'll be something it'll it'll always be an ongoing issue i think as long as the internet exists in the sphere that it does um it's it's just gonna be a thing but just just be mindful y'all just hopefully we educated a little bit yeah you're allowed to have you're allowed to have your own opinion no one can stop you from that wait we can have opinions now What a revolutionary just... thought. People with differing opinions can somehow have reasonable conversations about them in 2018? Ah, mind blown. Oh no. If that didn't exist, we wouldn't have podcasts. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, people can have it, but just be mindful of what you say and what you do. Know that you are hurting people. If that's your intention to do so, just to get a laugh, or if you think it's for the walls, just think about it. You wouldn't like it if it happened to you. So why exactly. should you do it unto others? Yeah. Do unto others what you would want happen to you. The yeah, golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day, evening, night, whatever, whatever time you're at listening to this.